As much of the world pauses this week to remember Jesus' death on the cross and celebrate his resurrection from the tomb, have you ever considered how to best prepare? Following these simple steps can help you grow and reach others this week. It's time to go the second mile in preparing for Easter. Hey, this is Travis Sagney. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you just to go one mile, do the bare minimum to go the second mile, to go all out and all in as you follow Jesus. And this week, as we are remembering Holy Week, where Jesus gave his life uh, to pay the price for our sins, and he rose from the grave victoriously, we know that uh, in a lot of churches, they're going to be a little bit more full than typical. And that's a wonderful thing. But it's also, I'll be honest, um, early on in ministry, I remember thinking how I would look forward to Easter Sunday because attendance was high and there's a lot of momentum and, you know, your eyes may hurt from all the pastels and all that kind of stuff, right? But um, through the years, I've also realized that sometimes there's a different dynamic because, honestly, there's some people who don't typically come to church, feel like they have to come to church at Easter. And so that means that, honestly, it's almost like the regular people kind of dial it down a little bit because of all these other folks. Folks that are there, and sometimes just the dynamic in the room feels dramatically different. And so what I want to give you is that as you prepare to hopefully worship with your church family, or maybe you're going with your family to, to their church uh, this coming Sunday or Good Friday service, I want to give you some very simple tips just to have a uh, different kind of mentality when you gather with your church. You know, in Luke chapter 24, verse 5, it says that the women, when they got to the tomb, they were terrified. They bowed down to these angelic figures that they didn't know exactly what was going on. And they said, well, why are you looking for the living among the dead? And so Jesus wasn't in the tomb. He was alive. And since he has risen to life, so should we. We should be awake. And so as we follow him, let's have the type of energetic, eager, passionate lifestyle that as we gather with our church, not only puts us in the right frame of mind, but also encourages others to do the same as well. So let me give you a few steps of what you can do to uh, make the most out of preparing for Easter. So i got 10 kind of practical things here I want to give you. Let me start with number one. I want you to share your story with somebody else. What story? Uh, I want you to share the story of how you came to know Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people who at least be... um, willing to listen to faith things this week because of a holiday and some people are going to get some time off or they know that other people are celebrating this and even in a time where people aren't really following uh, Jesus as he is um, reported in the Bible, there are a lot of people who at least give honorable mentions to him. So what I want you to encourage to think about is who is that person that's in your life, a family, a friend, a coworker, a, a schoolmate, whatever, somebody that you can share your story with, share the gospel, share about when the gospel interacted in your life and changed you, get the opportunity. You know, they can they can bring up a lot of arguments about why they don't believe in Christ, but they really can't uh, argue with results. So if Jesus has changed you, 
tell that story. This is your story. It's not telling them what they need to do, but just giving an opportunity to tell your story. Number two, I want you to invite someone to church. Uh, it's, you know, really there's all these statistics that talk about how likely people are to go to church if someone just simply makes an invitation. And so it can be as simple as, hey, why don't you go to church with me? It's Easter this Sunday. If you don't have plans, come and you can hang out with us afterwards. Come over to the house and eat a meal or I'll take you out or whatever. But just invite people to be there. Uh, it doesn't make, have to make things awkward. If they say no, it's okay. You can still be friendly, but they may not come because no one has ever simply invited them. So take the time to invite someone to church. Number three, how to prepare for Easter. I would say pray for your leaders. Uh, your pastor probably prays for you. Your worship leaders pray as they're gathering together. But have you ever thought about praying for those people? There's a lot of pressure that sometimes they may feel as it comes on to any Sunday, but especially Easter Sunday, right? So what I would ask you to do is to pray for your leaders, pray for your pastor, your worship team, people who lead your groups or other people that will be ministering to folks, that God would use them mightily over this weekend, that they would put their hope and trust in Christ's word and not have to feel like they have to go with any kind of pressure. So just pray for your leaders before you get there. Number four, park as far away as possible, right? Hopefully your church parking lot is going to be full and uh, it's going to be hard to park. Don't park to the nearest spot at the church campus. Park as far away as you possibly can, leaving room for other people to get the better spots. Hey folks, it's springtime. We all need our steps in. So park as far away as you possibly can uh, and allow other people to get those front row seats. So especially if they're guests that they feel like they can get in there easy. Uh, and then number five, I would encourage you to do, go to the least attended service. Now, you may be a part of a church where you only have one service, but like at our church, we're having four services on Sunday. And I've encouraged people like, hey, if you don't have any kind of like pressure to do one or the other, like, could you come to the least attended service to make some more room for some of the services that might be a little bit more full? And so with that, what you're doing is just kind of preparing yourself to say, hey, our family, we're going to go do this thing and we're going to make room for other people. What you're doing is you're not saying no to church. You're actually saying yes for the sake of somebody else. And so consider, is there a way that you could go to the least attended service and provide a little bit more room and another seat for somebody to come in and experience Jesus in a relevant way that may change their life as you go to that other service? All right, we've looked at five ways that you can prepare for Easter. Let me give you five more, okay? Uh, here is number six. Be willing to give up your seat. And you go, wait a minute, I always sit on this row. I sit in that seat. In fact, you know, they may not have a marker with my name on it, but everybody knows. And I'm saying, yep, give that one up. At least be willing to. You can sit in that right place, but be willing to sit to the back. Be willing to go into overflow. Be willing to sit on the floor. If, if, if God just sort of poured out just tons of people your place, like give up your seat for someone else. Hey, here's what we want to have, the kind of humility that Jesus would provide who did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. I promise you that you might want to give up your seat, be willing to. And, you know, even if you've been walking with Jesus and you're always there on Easter Sunday, uh, what if there is an overflow room and, and the service is filling up that you would say, I'm going to go uh, down the hallway here a little bit and uh, I, I'm walking with Jesus, but there may be somebody here who's not yet and you want to give them the best opportunity to have the least amount of distractions. So be willing to give up your seat. 
And you may never know how God can use that seat um, and the person that could be in there to be changed forever. Uh, Number seven, welcome visitors. Uh, Hopefully you'll have some people that come along with you, but if you don't recognize somebody, assume that nobody else knows them. And so just go out of your way. And I've had this kind of thing situation. People say, you know, sometimes I've walked up to somebody and said, hey, welcome to church. And they're like, I've been a member here for 10 years. And it gets really awkward. So you don't have to say that. Say You just go up to somebody and say, I haven't met you yet. My name is Travis. How long have you been coming to the church? And they may say 10 years, or they may say, this is my first time. So just ask a simple question. I haven't met you yet. Uh, and how long have you been coming to the church? And so you just start welcoming visitors. Look for somebody who doesn't uh, look like that you at least haven't seen them, and assume you're the only person at your church that has recognized them uh, and have noticed them, and to make it your priority to welcome them, to make them feel at home. Number eight, I want to encourage you to sing loudly. Um, and you go, whoa, whoa, I'm not that great of a singer. It, it's all right. It's all good. Uh, we, we've got all kinds of folks in there. And what we don't want is people to be in coming alongside a church where it looks like we got a bunch of cross-handed, uh, just kind of frown face, uh, refusing to sing type people. Uh, Jesus Christ has risen from the grave, and so even if the song selection isn't your perfect spot, like just give it your all. Sing loudly. There may be people around you who don't believe what you believe, but you want them to believe that you believe it by the way that you sing it. So as you are singing, not only just singing loudly, but I would just say just engage. Have your Bibles open. Take notes. Say amen. Be crazy. Do something crazy, right? Like, I mean, just get engaged in it. And it also encourages those around you to do the same thing. Number nine, as I would say, smile convincingly. That may sound like a funny one, but folks, if Jesus Christ has risen from the grave, we should not be miserable looking people. So have a smile that's convincing. It's honest. It's genuine. It's real. And what you're doing is you are telling people in the church that are part of it or those that are guests and even the people that are on uh, the platform that are leading you that you are just, there's a joy that's exuding in your heart that you're ready to be there and you're ready to follow God. And and so just have the type of joy of the Lord that can be your strength, and that type of joy is contagious. Folks, Jesus did not rise from the grave so that we can maintain our misery, so don't look like it. Uh, Have a joy about you that's legitimate, genuine, and is also very contagious. And then the tenth thing I would encourage you to do, is to follow up. Uh, if you invited somebody to come along, you share the gospel with them, and maybe they didn't come, you still can follow up with them. Maybe you met that new person, uh, and you want to say, hey, um, can I get your name and just contact you later or whatever, or give them a next step card, whatever that looks like. Follow up with these people uh, just to say, hey, I was so glad that you came, and I'd love for you to come again sometime, or hey, can we get coffee sometime, or can we get our lunch sometime? Follow up with them, and just ask questions. Get to know them. Don't feel like you got to seal the deal and you've got to make sure that they've got everything kind of cleared away before you get done. No, just you're just wanting to get to know them. And so just follow up. Think about all the people, the connections, and the difference a lot of times when people have an encounter with Jesus at a church is that there are other people who took notice of them and uh, just befriended them. And so that can go a long way. So uh, as we're sitting here and and uh, this is being posted on Wednesday and you know there's gonna be some Thursday services and, and Good Friday services and some of you will be having Easter services on Saturday and Sunday, and I hope every church of every person who's listening to this will be full with people who respond to the gospel, but here's what I'd encourage you to do one more time. Share your story. Invite someone to church. 
Pray for your leaders who will be leading you at in worship. Park as far away as possible. Go to the least attended service. Be willing to give up your seat. Welcome visitors when you see them. Sing loudly as you worship. Smile convincingly as you walk through the halls in the parking lot and follow up with those people that have come and worship Jesus among your midst. Folks, we serve a risen Savior and he's out on the move uh, bringing people to himself. Let's engage ourselves in that this very week and every week because every Sunday we get to celebrate that he is risen. I hope and pray that we can see a great harvest. I hope to see you on the second mile.